ready to do this. It's been a while since we uh, got together. Uh, welcome to our Star Wars podcast. Been a minute. Hey, uh, hey there, Jedi. Uh, I am one of your hosts, uh, Jedi Master Tim, joined, as always, by my co-host, the Sith legend himself, Sean. Goo. <laughs> and our Padawan learner, Attic. What up, what up? How you guys been? What have you guys been up to? It's like been, what, a month or two? Yeah, it's been forever, man. Yeah, at least. Just uh, just been plugging away, Tim. Just fucking like we know what we're doing in this thing called life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Attic. What's up? How do Tuscans cheat on their taxes? They always, fi- they always single file to hide their numbers. <laughs> It's a tax joke. I don't get it, but it's there. I don't really get it either. Hey, Sean. Yeah. I went to the sale at the mall. Everything was half off. Because they, they cut them in half. I'm gonna proofread these jokes a little bit more next time, but uh, I like the second one. <laughs> oh. So we're done the the original six. Uh, uh, what what do we call it there? Uh, the original six movies. I guess you could call them original six at this point. They're so old. But uh, now we're getting into the the new vein of Star Wars. The the new trilogy, the spinoffs, and we're starting out with something amazing to watch. The taste of Revenge of the Sith, Phantom Menace, and whatever else the garbage prequels were with the Mandalorian. I hope we're all excited. Yes. You know, I am. <laughs> I'm fucking pumped. Um, so the Mandalorian is a space Western set five years after empire strikes back. It stars Pedro Pascal, uh, who is in a new Nicolas Cage movie that's coming out like this week or next? I want to watch that. It looks that, so that fucking does good. Look good. <laughs> it looks so fucked up, but so good. Nicholas, it, I know it looks so weird, but it's just it just it seems so yep. Nicholas Cage. Oh yeah, he's, I want to watch it. He's King Weirdo. <laughs> he's yeah, King he Weirdo, right? And it's just gonna be perfect. Yeah. And he's himself. It's amazing. And he, he seems to know it, too. Uh, there's also another Nick Cage movie that came out that was actually getting Oscar buzz like two months ago that like I had never heard about. It's called Pig. What movie? Pig? Yeah. He's a, a truffle hunter and someone steals this prized pig. So he goes in search of his pig and they're like, it's beautiful. Like this is like prime Nick Cage. I just I love oh. it. I can't wait to do that episode with the couch critics because he is, he lost all of his money and he bought, but like he did the most amazing shit you would ever meet. There's a, a book series called the Dresden Files. It's all about like a wizard and his wizard staff. He hides it in a hockey stick, um, but like he just executive produced it. He put a bunch of money behind it. He bought a Tyrannosaurus uh, Rex skull. Uh, he had one of the action comics oh, yeah. number one, the first appearance of Superman. Someone stole it. Like, and that's like why he's been Jeez. doing all these terrible movies along the way to like pay back taxes and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen this, uh, this trailer. I haven't seen it. Like there's a game called five nights at Freddy's where it's like a Chuck E. Cheese and there's all these animatronic robots in it yeah. and you're stuck in there at night. Well, he did that movie and he doesn't even say a fucking line throughout the entire thing. 
He's just getting hunted down by like fucking ro- and he evil says nothing? Puzzle. No. He's just <laughs> killing them trying to get out. <laughs> That's awesome. That's hilarious. Oh, sorry for the uh, the divi- divergence here, but um, the series <laughs> follows Din, Dar- Din Darjan, a lone Mandalorian Jin? bounty. Isn't it, isn't it Din Jaren? Din Jaren. Yeah, but it's spelled D J A R I N. Yeah, the D is silent, I think. Yeah, you would look silent. D. <laughs> That's kind of weird. Name. He's Mando to me. He just called Mando. The Mando. He was a bounty hunter on the outer reaches of the galaxy. He's hired by uh, remnant Imperial forces to retrieve uh, an unknown suspect, which turns out to be the child, Baby Yoda, but instead goes on the uh, the run to protect the infant. Um, we watched episode number one, the child, I guess it's called chapter one, the child and chapter two. I also have it listed as the child, but I know that's not right. No, I think number two is the child. The first one is like just the Mandalorian. Episode one is, I think is just the Mandalorian and episode two is the child. I should do less drugs while I'm taking notes. I think they might be a little more. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The series is created by Jean Favreau uh, and Dave Fellini. Um, I'm going to get, as we go through the series, a little bit deeper on Dave Fellini. I don't think he gets as much respect as he should within the Star Wars community or people just knowing what he's done. But uh, unbelievable, the career that Jean Favreau has had. Yeah. Like he he started out as like a party guy, like swingers. Yeah, his net worth is reportedly a hundred million dollars because he's the one that came up with Iron Man. He came up with the entire. Uh, he came up with Iron Man. Like not the character, but like the movie. Yeah, yeah, and but sp- the movie, like he. Yeah. Wow, really? Hey? He spawned Fucking the entire right. Mar- Marvel universe. The entire timeline is his doing. He's touched pretty much every. Uh, movie along the way as well. Awesome. He he's constructed it all. It's wild. He's awesome. And he's yeah, reportedly he in one of the uh, most exclusive uh, Dungeons and Dragons games in Hollywood. Oh really? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I wonder who that's with. That's cool. Um, uh, I can try to look that up for us while we're talking. But like, there's guys that like. Uh, there was one guy. One of the stories was there's there's wrestlers uh, in it, uh, musicians. Uh, I think one of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I'm not sure, uh, but uh, they all meet up. And uh, one guy, he was a writer for Game of Thrones, and he was in like a carpool for the kids getting them to school. And he was like holding the kids hostage, like, "Yeah, I don't think I'm gonna drive anymore if you don't let me in the games." <laughs> They're like, "You're a writer for Game of Thrones. You can join the game." <laughs> yeah, oh my god. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah, but they they were getting together well at uh, Skywalker Ranch. Because Favreau was making uh, The Lion King at the time. So he was putting everything together. And Skywalker Ranch is George Lucas's compound. It has this weird, quiet history of being massive for uh, Hollywood sci-fi, basically. Like, Kevin Smith and his wife got married there. People kind of go to retreats to just hang out on Skywalker Ranch. That's awesome. But... uh, 
Hey, Lucas had handed off the keys to Disney to Kathleen Kennedy, which we will talk about later. But um, he put these two guys in a room because Dave Fellini was making Star Wars The Clone Wars, which is absolutely amazing. But he got them to just start hanging out. And so after his 10-hour day or whatever of making The Lion King, him and Dave would sit down and they would start sketching out ideas of what The Mandalorian was going to look like. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. That's where. So is he like the head director or like producer? Um, yes. So he's the executive producer and a writer. So Favreau has actually written some of the scripts and created and, and directed. Mm-hmm. And directed, yeah. And directed, yeah. He, yeah, he does them all. <clears throat> well, a lot of stuff that he writes, he directs. Like he's, yeah. he's directed well, he, tons of movies. He did that to Mar- a lot of the Marvels too, right? He directed, he directed a lot of the Marvels. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he directed Infinity War. Wow. Oh shit! Really? Yeah. Are you guys big Marvel fans? Big enough? Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, I really like the movies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like them. I, I, I haven't. You know what? I haven't watched much of the DC. I really want to start watching more of the DC, which is surprising because I fucking love Superman. Um. But ever since, I think the last like full series that I watched was all of Christian Bale's. Yeah. Um. So I haven't really watched. I think it was Ben Affleck after that. I have I think I watched one of his movies. I watched Don Justice. Um. But I I want to watch the rest of them. I'm I'm actually reading a comic book right now, um, The Son of Superman. Oh, cool. It's uh yeah like the first comic book that comes on to um, uh, the first comic book that the Son of Superman comes out as gay. So oh, cool. I bought the whole, I bought the whole series, hoping to make me some money one day. <laughs> cool, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like I don't know the like Dawn of Justice and like the and the Batman v Superman. Like I know a lot of people didn't really <laughs> didn't like it. Yeah. yeah, I I was okay with it. Like the like it was a long movie, but like they did great CGI and the fight scenes were really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. Like the way they show Superman's yeah. like in his abilities, especially when like. That's cool. It shows it, it shows when he's like slowed down. Yeah, when it's like in slow mo. I don't know. I just love the. I like the imagery of it. I heard the mm. Snyder cut because they went in and yeah, redid. Yeah. What was it Dawn of Justice? And they like recolored stuff, changed music. It's a lot more and cut different stuff. Like I guess it's a lot. Uh, it's a lot better that way. Yeah, and they allowed him to add more of the footage that he wanted to add. Like, I mm. think there was a bunch of it they didn't use. I have to, I really want to check it out. I really like Suicide Squad too. Anyways, we're getting way off fucking track. Oh, you're gonna love <laughs> Peacemaker. Please watch an episode of that and talk oh, to me about really? it. Oh, really? So you liked it? Loved it. Absolutely insane oh, about shit. it. Oh shit, that's John Cena in there. I want to watch it. It's oh, all like it. '80s hair metal and insanity. It's yeah, nice. awesome. <laughs> I want to fucking check it out. Uh, I like John Cena. Same here. I keep calling him John Cena, and it annoys certain people. So <laughs> <laughs> to do it. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're talking about chapter one. I'm going to give a quick rundown of what happened in this episode. The Mandalorian appears. He captures some fish guy. Uh, he gets the job by a uh, imperial named grief carga uh to capture a vague target all he knows is that this target's supposed to be 50 years old the mandalorian works for the bounty bounty hunter bounty hunters guild uh we get to see his ship for the first time the razor crest where he goes to the desert planet 
Um, his bounty is going to be for Beskar, which is insinuated to be some kind of special Mandalorian uh, steel. He meets Quill, who is voiced by Nick Nolte. Um, there's a huge cowboy shootout. The droid IG-88, uh, voiced by uh, Taika Waititi. Uh, he's this absolutely mind-blowing, amazing New Zealand director. Um, but... Uh, yeah, and then in the end, uh, he gets to rescue the baby Yoda. IG-11. Oh, my God. Oh, I called him IG-11. <laughs> for some reason, I always get him uh, mixed up in my head with the uh, the Empire. BB-8? Uh, oh, uh, no, the IG-88 that was on the... That's right. Yeah, that's right. I gotta yeah, get used to This is the IG-11. But uh, what did you guys think of this movie? What did you think about the set, set scenes and different uh, pieces, the CGI? Sean, you go ahead. It's like one of my favorite shows of all time. I've watched it at least five times all the way through. Yeah. (laughs) I can't can't get enough of it. It's it's well-written, well-shot. The music's awesome. My favorite thing in the world is that whistle. Oh, yeah. Like when Amanda walks into the scene and then they have... Because, like, you know in old spaghetti westerns, it's a... Yeah, yeah. Right? Well, like Mando kind of has his own little thing, where, but it's like yeah. more of a futuristic kind of a. Yeah, I love that. I'm, uh, I, 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 I'm really enjoying it as well. I love like the very, very beginning when they're all at the bar. Yes. And like just kicks ass. Like <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's, it's fucking, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really enjoying it. Um, I don't know. Was it, is it was it the first episode or the second episode? What are those little things called again? The little like little Chewbacca's. Oh, the uh, no. Jawas. Yeah, like yeah, Jawas. I, I I love them when I was watching Star Wars, and they're fucking awesome. Even in this fucking TV show, like oh, I yeah. think they're fucking hilarious. <laughs> I yeah, they're the best. Feel as though like this is the uh, this was a great suggestion by Sean uh, to go into this series next before we hit any of the other spinoff movies or the following uh, trilogy. Is that this shows? what we were talking about and the difference between the original trilogy and then the prequel trilogy of practical effects of getting the sense of humor correct like when he trips up the guy and then the door closes on him and cuts him in half and like the fish guy's sitting there but like it's there's there's just such such a certain vibe and you feel in the environment and you don't feel like it's pandering to somebody else like this is talking to the reason that we all felt love for that original uh, series. Like, when you're in the Razor Crest, that feels like a real fucking spaceship. I know spaceships don't exist, but this feels like a Do real spaceship. Like, <laughs> it's, a ba- it's a badass ship. It's yeah. loud. It's yeah. Pa- it's powerful. And it's off the radar. Yeah. Everything no is imperial ships can track him. Yeah. Yeah. He has so his own was... carbonite machine, like <laughs> car- like carbonite freezer in it. Yeah, they proved it the technology of Han, so he just has it now. Like, yeah. was there was it a taxi driver that took him out to there? Was that who that guy was? So no, no. So the ta- the taxi driver who like picked them up, that is Brian Posehn. First of all, that's he who that is. is. A, yeah, he's a stand up comedian, and he's also yeah. was in uh, um, Big Bang Theory. Was he in Big Bang? Yeah, I was, was going to say the, uh, he was. He was in that show with Jason Lee. Uh, what was that? Jason Lee. 
Oh, uh, what show was that? Uh, da, 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 da. He's my got him. My name is Earl. My name is Earl. Yeah. Oh, with Jason oh, Lee. Oh, yeah. I might be thinking about the wrong person then. I'll have to Google his face after. Anywho, yeah. Going. So, so yeah, he was. Yeah, he drove him out there after Mando caught the fish guy, and the fish, the fish guy, guy also. That is Horatio Sands, who's from Saturday Night Live. No. Oh, way. really? That's amazing. Yeah, Sands, yeah. Yeah, that's Horatio. Yeah, yeah, he did a great job. Um, uh, no, that guy that picks him up—he's just like a—he's kind of like a ferry driver because okay, Mando that's what I figured. Bring, yeah, Mando yeah, yeah. couldn't bring his ship too close to the yeah. to the town. Wonder how he got. I guess he probably yeah he walked there because he walked to the part that's right. And he's and then the first one comes up. He's like, no droids. Mando <laughs> does not like yeah droids. yeah, which <laughs> is right. also. Right, which is also kind of like foreshadow, or not foreshadowing. I guess like calling back to previous movies where, like, uh, uh, was it Leia always says, "Never underestimate a droid." Yeah, she's said that since the very I, first I never, movie. I never thought of that. Yeah, yeah. I always bring it up because, like, I, that's one thing I love about the show is, yeah, never underestimate a droid because they can legit save the galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, awesome. and well, and like you, you see the the you know the possible scars on a galaxy that you know uh, the the Galactic Empire would have been around for fifteen twenty years, but before that, there was droids everywhere from the Separatists too. So, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> there's probably there's a lot of different. Uh, which like it's weird that like you get a lot of hate for not liking droids, but uh, one of the opening scenes in A New Hope is they're walking into the cantina and like no droids. Yep, <laughs> yeah, they have such a distaste for for droids, and yet there's so much, uh, so many amazing droids and the abilities that they have and what they can do that one can even be a bounty hunter. Yeah, IG Eleven right and like some pretty awesome stuff is going to come up with ig11 later on attic which you can in look this, forward in to. this series yeah. yeah i'm yeah you know what I, I i really dug the first and second episode like i i i enjoyed it honestly a lot more and it's just it just everything fucking looks cool yeah, yeah. like i think well, that's it, the biggest thing everything looks fucking cool it's badass bounty hunters man yeah, yeah. Like, like what's not like, cool about he's that he's such a badass like in yeah. the fucking opening season kicking everyone's ass in the and, and bar. He's, and like, this is awesome <laughs> and yeah and like and he's so um he's so uh technical and meticulous yeah. and like he you can never see like he never it gets worked up he's just yeah. very it's cool comic collective man exactly i love it yeah. i love it yeah. I love and it. because of going back to practical practical effects and mixing in cgi when you have like a puppet coming at you, like when he's walking through town and there's like all these like birds and shit and like that, that looks and feels real. Like he's walking through an actual market, not walking through a green screen, uh, catastrophe. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and like the way he like walks up to like the, the, the cantina, but like, it's like a Western, right? So it's like the saloon. And like, instead of having like those swinging doors, like that, that do this. It's yeah. a space movie, so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then that's the same door that cuts that guy in half. I love it. Yeah, it was great. Uh, what did you think of it, Tim? I you loved it. What you um, yeah. When I first saw this, that's what I was in awe of, and uh, not trying to lead you guys at all, but that is the definite feeling of like 
oh my god they get it like they understand what this series is supposed to be they understand the sense yeah. of humor and the timing which like i've because i've read the books i i i know that this universe exists that the the original universe that george lucas built there's people that understand it and like it feels like there's already such a huge fan base for star wars but when we got into the later movies they were trying to sell it to somebody else like oh star wars is for kids or you know when kathleen kennedy took over there was strong overtones of hmm star wars is pretty misogynistic so i'm going to like fix star wars which i guess i get i'm not i guess i understand and agree that a large portion of the fan base was toxic but not all of us there was a lot of us that grew up with strong female sci-fi characters we had seven of nine we had you know ridley we had uh sarah connor we had captain janeway we have had like females in our worlds and no one cared but like now we're being told like mm, we're gonna fix this and resell mm -hmm. it um I've, I've read a lot of interviews about her and this might be unfair but I, I feel like i've done enough research to tell that like she wanted to fix star wars she was going to mm -hmm. do all this stuff so she tried to make it really popular and I, I hope i'm not getting too off topic but uh yeah coming back to this felt like i was coming home where like not only that's, is it cool effects yeah. it's yeah. like we have fully developed characters and stories and like not just god awful dialogue like i saw a, a reel today of uh, a later movie one of the stormtroopers takes off in a jetpack and there's this dialogue where one character turns to the other like they can fly now they can fly <laughs> and i'm just like oh my god yeah. the mandalorians have been able to fly um they've had jetpacks for thousands of years because we're in super far distant space like i don't know what to tell you man <laughs> but, like it's just such a bad reading and oh when we get there they the didn't story sell is so bad <laughs> they didn't like they didn't sell out to uh i don't know it was just done right yeah because like yeah. i totally agree when i when i was watching the first episode i was like what I, one thing I noticed was the music and the score was well-timed and they also had a lot of like dead silent parts yeah. where it should be. Yeah. Yes. Right. Where like, you know, like you're, you're building up for the scene. Cause then you're sitting you there. You can feel like, it. Yeah. What's yeah. he going to do? <laughs> yeah. How awesome was, was uh, Werner Herzog though? Oh my God. He's frightening. I love Werner. <laughs> <laughs> Which one was he? I want to I want to see the child. He was oh, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Em, imperial. Uh, well, the guy who was uh, who put a bounty out for. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. yeah. Um, so you guys, so you guys are saying it brought you to like the movies of old, basically. Yes. Watching it? Better, better than yeah. movies of old. Yeah. yeah. Way, yeah, way better. And I That's have no cool. problem saying that. And I know That's some cool. people don't agree with me, but like I don't, I don't care if it, like, sure, nostalgia is great. And old things are classics, and it's great. That's awesome. I'm all for that. But there's nothing wrong with masterpieces coming out out now, right? Mm -hmm. It's current. Yeah. There's yeah, nothing wrong sure. with that. I love for it. Sure. I haven't thought about it in that context, but I think that you're right. 
which kind of surprises me to say out loud. There's well, really I think, not a I lot think a lot of, of people would. Sorry. No, 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 it's okay. Um, because I think a lot of people would possibly agree with us because it's just another great thing that has come out in our time, something that we can yeah. enjoy yeah. and be proud of. Yeah. Few and far between sometimes. Well, and like yeah. you can't even go back to the original movies and sh- like I can't show you, Attic, what that movie was when me and Sean saw it because yeah, Lucas different. kept tinkering with it and adding stuff. So like we're in a scene here, he might just be being a cool fucking space warrior walking or getting on his bike and going, where Lucas would have been like, and then there's an alien bird that goes. <laughs> like throwing yeah, shit yeah. in the background that didn't need to be there. Yeah. You just well, they felt like they could just let the scene be, and it, it's beautiful. Yes, and let and let Pedro Pascal's voice and the very few things he says be um, just powerful. Mm-hmm. And like the way his lines are delivered is just very matter of fact. It doesn't fuck around. Yeah, and I like love that. like when he when he has the standoff with the with the four uh, stormtroopers. And yeah. then, and he's like, "There's, there's, or there's like five of us and one of you." And he's like, "I like those odds." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like you're such a badass. Yeah, such a badass. And going back to the the comparison to the the older movies, another thing that they pulled from that is they're building a universe that makes sense, but you're not given any answers. You know, you can infer. We can all have this fun conversation of like, "Hey, guys." what the fuck do you think those kids were running around in their helmets? Like, are, like, are those just orphans that they've taken in? And like, yeah. Okay. So they got kids living in a sewer, a sewer system, training them to be essentially super soldiers. That's fucking yeah. cool and <laughs> wild and scary. Yeah. <laughs> but like, oh, yeah. And then like in the other movies, yeah. if they would have showed something like that, there would have been a five minute dialogue about what they were trying to do as opposed to letting us try to fill in those holes and see what happens. Um, mm-hmm. now, now that you guys mention it, like the, the music does, I mean, I, I, one of the very first things I remember, uh, the very first Star Wars movie that I watched but before we did our podcast was the music. And I think I mentioned it, um, Tim brings speaking. it up a lot too. He's yeah, like it, 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 it's amazing, and and it, and it's and the music timeliness in this one too. It kind of like just as you guys are talking about it, I'm like, fuck, you're right. Like, you know, you you can kind of tell, but anyway, so. you feel it way more than yeah. it had to be in the written like dialogue. Yeah, 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 and like then and the, but the corny dialogue isn't. Um, it was fun, like it was great in the '80s with the bad jokes and the and the way yeah. it was delivered, but this the Mandalorian they're trying to go for the spaghetti Western where like um, somebody like uh, um, why am I blanking on his name? John Wayne. Yes. But the, the anywho, the Westerns where like they have essentially like a, it's a bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. They are um, Clint Eastwood. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. It's his face, right? With the, just the close up on his face. And he just, yeah. Like, that one the quiet look. line, yeah, yeah, right. They let the the moment he's like di- direct the scenes, right, rather yeah. than adding unnecessary dialogue. Yeah, I I see the comparison. I I see what you're saying. Yeah, there's a lot of comparison, like yeah. way more than you think. Like they yeah. legit have had scenes that they shot 
after like that they replicated from specific oh, really, eh? movies yeah oh that's hilarious the standoffs they standoff scene for um when he when mando first meets ig11 when they're outside that like uh, that fortress trying to get into the child and uh it's like just a very similar like setup to kind of like they're paying homage to the there's spaghetti a, westerns that inspired oh, that's it cool. uh, that's cool there's a thing called the wilhelm scream and it uh goes back to an old spaghetti western there was a guy that gets shot on the back of his horse and it's i forget his name is something wilhelm and he goes Mah! and ever since then <laughs> if you pay attention to the star wars movies uh one of the first ones you ever hear is in a new hope when the stormtrooper gets shot and they're trying to escape the death star he goes Mah! it falls down the thing and they've just kept <laughs> running great. it for like years every movie if that's you pay hilarious. attention there's pretty much always a uh somewhere in there but like that's what makes me think of like the old westerns where like all of a sudden the guy's on the second story and he shots and then he does like the prat fall off um <laughs> right down like i bet you could probably line up that movie with one of the older ones and like have the well in the middle of the the town and stuff like it, it would line up beat for beat there's also uh uh i think it comes up later in the series but like an old japanese western samurai movie the magnificent seven. Oh, it was it was redone as a western but like seven samurai come into town to save them being uh, uh save the town folk essentially <laughs> but like that's that's a reoccurring theme as well as like samurais and stuff and honor codes which is something that this series gets to play with and we're already starting to see it is like is the mandalorian good is he evil does he have a warrior code like he seems good but at the same time if we had somebody walking the streets of canada hunting people down and uh, i'll kill you or uh, i'll bring you in dead or i'll bring you in cold i like whatever he says like but um, warm i'll bring you in warm i could bring you in cold yeah and like again the delivery of that line is great just and i love his voice through his helmet too like just how it's slightly yeah modulates his voice kind of and just yeah and like how you can kind of hear like his the, almost like there's a mic cutting in and out I've, it just sounds awesome um oh okay so in this one too we were introduced to the ugnot that play quill um that's played by nick nolte um they were briefly seen in empire strikes back when they're on the cloud city of bespin and the door opens and c-3po is all torn apart they're basically imperial slaves. He's earned his way out. But one, what a difference that we're seeing again is that the Mandalorian has to train to ride this beast as opposed to just instantly being good at it, which I thought was pretty it's cool. Yeah, he has tamed it. Oh, my God, the flamethrower um, when guy, he's getting knocked I, around. <laughs> I, lo- I, love, I love that guy and... I have spoken. He I doesn't spoken. It, like I. I have spoken. That is what I said, <laughs> and I will not say it again. It's like you will learn to to ride the beast, and he says something like, "I can't. Like I can't. I, I've tried. I can't do it. I have spoken," and just walks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this series cost over a hundred million dollars to make, with a holy fifteen shit. million dollar per episode uh, cap. They're forty minutes. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! Um, 
Well, let's let's talk about the fact that um, uh, Carl Weathers oh is God, uh, Weathers. right. Attic, you liked uh, you liked um, um. Oh no! What's the boxing movie? That he was uh, in? Uh, Rocky. 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 Yeah, 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 Rocky. It's Creed, right? Yeah, 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 Creed. yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. Creed. Yeah. I don't know. I thought you'd like that. I wasn't sure. Oh you. yeah, I right did. Oh, I, I caught it right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the guy handing everything in. What's your favorite yeah, he, Carl yeah, Weathers movie? Right I was just like, dude, I thought he was dead. <laughs> I thought he was fucking dead. <laughs> All the fucking Rockies, man. Are you kidding me? You, the Rockies. That's for you. How about you, Sean? What's your favorite Carl Weathers movie? Um. It would be, have to be Happy Gilmore. <laughs> oh, that's oh, a good I forgot. Right? Happy Gilmore. <laughs> I always, I always go comedy, man. You know me. What, um, what, what was that movie that he was with, um, with Stallone as well? What the, was it? It's not, no. What the fuck was it? You're thinking of Predator Stallone? when he was with Arnold yes, Schwarzenegger, yeah, and they do like the, right. I, the I, Macho like, Man Arnold handshake, and they flex. Fly, and it was Arnold. Yeah, that's right. They oiled up that's before right. they did that oh, scene. Too. Yes, right. they like, did. Yeah. They were so greasy. <laughs> I love that movie. No matter how homoerotic there are, <laughs> like, those guys were all deeply in love with each other. <laughs> do you guys, is it, I think it was Sylvester Sloan, do you guys remember the movie Over the Top with like the uh, yeah. arm wrestling? Was yeah. it Over the Top? Yeah. He's training in the transport with his son. Yeah, I want to watch that fucking movie again. Anyways, you know, you know what I just realized, and like, Attic, you're gonna get more into this as Zane gets older because you're gonna be watching so many kids' movies. Yeah. But Carl Weathers was in Toy Story Four. He he voices Combat Carl. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. a little I toy soldier. Toy Story Four. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I'm just going through his IMDb real quick. I haven't seen the fourth one yet. It's fucking surprising. Uh. Did you guys notice the? Uh, do you guys watch the artwork that pops up at the end? The concept art that they uh, yes, they go off. Love of? that. I didn't see that. Um, so, um, bum, bum, bum. at the end, they roll the credits, and then it just like slowly flashes through concept art. You gotta watch on the first. You gotta watch the on the first on all of them. Every single on one. All of them. Yeah, it. yeah. It's one of those concept concept art pieces that played at the end credits tim was a partial um inspiration for my my mandalorian tattoo oh amazing that almost looks like yeah, the i know you guys one. this before was it the the white one good to see uh, i don't remember the white mandal armor uh there's a todd mcfarlane uh uh armor set i'll, I'll have to see if that was it because i I happen to have one of the 3.75 ones of it that they Figures, made up. Yeah. yeah, I'll send it nice. to you. If I um, I've got um, I want to. Uh, that's probably one of my favorite things also about Mando, is his armor is simple and basic. Because if you um, Tim's more familiar with it, Attic, you're not. But if you look at other Mandalorians or, or Mandalorian armor, a lot of it has like or paint on it or it has like slightly different shapes or more accessories or so they've got kind of like more of a defined outline when like Mando is just like simple and yeah it's, that's I've, what I feel it, is like the best part of it, it. I, I think it adds to that I think it adds to the badassery yes yeah you know just being yeah. simple I think it adds to the badassery yeah and also too his uh 
his whistling birds yeah in his in on on his gauntlet or whatever that's called is it a gauntlet yep whatever they they put on their forearms yeah yeah, where he's got those whistling birds so cool um there's so much more cooler things that are going to happen i I can't wait for you to watch them like like oh man oh yeah it's so good uh should we quickly run through chapter two now oh okay yeah when they get the child yeah I want to see the baby. <laughs> yeah, so the the bounty hunter and what we're calling Baby Yoda uh, have to fight their way back to the Razor ca- uh, Crest. They uh, get ambushed by, uh, I think they're Trandoshan uh, bounty hunters. So other bounty hunters from the guild that have been given uh, uh, the fobs are trying to steal the bounty, um, which I guess we're also putting together that w- all he knew about this baby was that it was 50 years old so this 50 year old infant could you imagine having to change your child's diaper for 50 years (laughs) oh that that could sound really offensive if your child was still an infant at 50 not if you (laughs) had a mentally handicapped child Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Uh, The Mandalorian. Uh, The Mando and the child must make their way back to the Razor Quest. Uh, Razor Crest. They're uh, ambushed by bounty hunters. Uh, He manages to fight his way through that, but when he gets back to his ship, the Jawas have stolen and stripped his uh, vehicle down. So yet again, he has to turn to Quill, who's willing to help him for some reason other than like maybe just hospitality or sees something in him that uh, he would like to to help. But uh, he takes them to the Jawas, there's a cool battle where he's trying to climb up their essentially rolling fortress. Uh, And then he has to make a deal where he goes and kills the Mudhorn, this massive beast. Uh, During the fight, it is revealed that the child is a force user. Wow. Okay, the baby looks fucking amazing and yeah like, i want to get that little doll reaching out it's so cool yeah. i have one. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah i think did, did i see it at your place i might have seen it at your place probably yeah i don't somewhere. know it's it's in logan's room he he loves him so he let's talk him. about is his name quell i forgot his name the dude that's quill. helping quill quill so quill. what did he say he's helping him for a reason isn't he isn't he like you remind me of what the fuck was it? I mean, well, Quill was like, uh, he put in his time for the Empire because he used to, he was a mechanic yeah. for the Empire and he yeah. talked about putting in his time and now all he wants to do is he wants his town to be peaceful because ever since That's what it was. that those stormtroopers came in protecting yeah. the child, it, was. it has made his planet, you know, a non-peaceful planet. So he's yeah. so he's like, I will help you if you will remove them from my planet because he just That's wants to relax and ride his giant yeah. <laughs> <fucking> <laughs> dinosaur things, whatever they are. Can't remember what they're called. <laughs> yeah, well, well um, basically, just he's lived a life of servitude. Now he wants this quiet existence. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's a badass in himself. You can tell he's a, yeah. You can you can kind of tell yeah. He's been through some shit, but yeah. I've 
were you guys expecting the egg to be so furry? No. <laughs> no. It had it had dreads. That's weird. I was like, this is weird, but it was that it was kind weird. of and then the way the jawas are just like, ah, suka suka. And they like break it open and like get it ev- like it's like they were so excited to get I that fu- egg. I, love I feel like they would have like maybe like conserved it, like ate it with spoons. Uh, no, they just were savages. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I love those thing. little things. They were fucking. They were ready. To, they, they they were ready to fight the Mandalorian. And like they're so driven by like deals and stuff like that. Even though he vaporized a bunch of them and threw them yeah. underneath yeah. the sound crawler, they're yeah. like, yeah. maybe we'll sell you your parts back. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, how and how amazing is that gun? Like. Yeah, <laughs> the sound when he shoots, and then just yeah. they just get dusted. Like the kid yeah. in me loves all of those set pieces where they're just like, "Look, he's he's got cool weapons." I'm like, "Yeah, he does." <laughs> like that's the yeah. wrestling fan of me. But like even when he's on the uh, in the sand crawler and it's all like cramped because it's built for Jawas, and like they hit a bump and he hits his head off the roof and they all start laughing at him. <laughs> 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 Um. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I forgot about yeah. that. <laughs> I forget where this episode ends. So he goes to give. Does he make it back to uh, the other one, or did they just repair his ship? Uh, he just he he repairs his ship, and he like gets it off the ground and only the, I think he said only the cabin is pressurized. So the child had to ride with him and then they were leaving that planet to, he was going to bring the child back because we haven't gotten okay. to what happens after he brings the child back. That's the next episode, I guess. I believe so. Yes. Yeah. Am, am I right? Tim, I think, I think that that's right. how it ended. Yeah. Cause he had, he had the child with him in his ship repaired and he was leaving Quill's planet. I think that's right. And then, yeah, and it, it 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 only gets better. Yeah, attic. I'm pumped, you, man. I'm pumped. <laughs> I re- I really really enjoy them. I really enjoyed them. It's nice what to find you... a show too. Like it was just I, I have had a hard time finding a show for a while. What do you think of Mandalorian and his like ridiculous, um, or not ridiculous, I guess, but his strong beliefs in his Mandalorian uh, uh, religion or culture? I'm I. I'm, I, I, and I don't know if this gets into it, but I'm excited to see like how that got instilled into his head. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like when, where that originated from. I think yeah. it's awesome, and it, you know, and it just adds to his character and the story. But I'm excited to kind of see the backstory of it. Yeah, and yeah. How how it got there, right? Because you're this, only this will obviously go into it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and it does. Yeah. And you're obviously your only experience with said mandalorian bounty hunters is just with boba boba and jango fett yeah yeah which like through the movies that's all you really get out of mandalorians and, and it's very brief right you don't even really very not even yeah they're not even a huge part of the story i think in yeah. one of the movies you just see them walk by yeah like it's not even yeah so i'm excited to kind of just see the backstory of that i think that's gonna be really really cool i think that'll be very interesting they give you a little bit but they do this show is mainly focused on present day mandalorian and what's happening yeah. like you saw you saw in the first or the second episode his flashbacks yeah yeah so like 
like when yeah when he was getting his he went to the armorer and he was getting his beskar uh built into like that i think he did a shoulder piece um and he, while she's like ting ting he like has those flashbacks from when he's a yeah. kid and then that's it when you find out that he's a, a foundling so he's not when you think about it he's not a real blood mandalorian and uh, I think like the real blooded Mandalorians, if we're gonna go into the uh, canon, yeah, they don't corner, exist anymore, do they? No, right? So no. it Mandalorian you think of as a race, but it's actually a religion. Um, so yeah. those kids that are running around, he was one of them who was indoctrinated, like some kind of into a cult, essentially a, a warrior cult. Um, and trained to fight. Um, as we continue down here, I'm on Wikipedia, and uh, I've just nice. got the Mandalorian uh, thing up here. They have their code. Uh, so this is like the creed that every foundling, so each child that is orphaned by war and taken by the Mandalorians to be trained as a warrior. Um, strength is life, for the strong have the right to rule. Honor is life. For with no honor, one may as well be dead. Loyalty is life. For without one's clan, one has no purpose. Death is life. One should die as they lived. And then... Deep. That's yeah. cool, yeah. <laughs> that is so... One and how... As they lived. And uh, how, like, on par is that with, like, uh, samurai movies? Things yeah. about honor yeah. and code, yeah. right? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah that's cool yeah well, yeah i love it throughout this series there uh when, when i was looking at wikipedia they brought up like two of the major themes in this is fatherhood and parenting and nature versus nurture so we're gonna like if we as we're watching this series like you're getting to watch someone in his way become a dad and like is the child good does the child is the dad good? Is he imparting good values and morals? Like, in an undercurrent of <laughs> spaghetti western, like, he's now Papa Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, well, like... It'll, it'll, yeah. Well, it's because he, like, uh, he... Oh, I, I can't even I can't even lead into it, because Attic doesn't know yet. But Don't tell me. Get, well, because he gets, like... Um, it's pretty obvious where this is going. He's going to have a kinship with the with the child, well, yeah, right? Yeah. So, like, obviously, with right now, you know, he's go- about to bring him back to uh, Werner Herzog, Werner, sorry, Werner Herzog, and uh, and you know, probably not the going to go down the way you think it's going to go down because yeah. um, the one thing I, you'll learn about Mando is sure he has his creed, but he also has like morals of his own. And you'll start to see that even though he's a bounty hunter and he kills people, he still does what's right, or at least what he thinks is right. And so you'll you'll got, you'll get to learn so much well, more of his character. Well, you you kind of got a taste of that at the end of the first episode, right? Because it looked like didn't the first episode end with him like almost pulling out a gun or something like that? Like, and everybody thought that he was going to kill Baby Yoda, you know? But then you see like the at the beginning of the second episode, you just see them kind of walking off and the fucking thing is just floating. Yeah, you're right, because it's it's IG-11. Yeah, Yeah, IG-11 standing there and he said, he's like, my directives were to terminate. And then, because Mando was like, no, like, I was told to bring him in alive. 
yeah. and then yeah so ig11 was like held up his blaster and, and then, then it was goes, and then ig11 drops to the ground yeah, that was cool and, Mando, and, and then mando goes like this and he yeah. touches he touches baby yoda's finger yeah. <laughs> it's like right there you're just like uh-oh he's not giving that kid yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's his baby now <laughs> he loves the baby um <clears throat> so yeah, I, I guess this is going to be a good enough note to leave on. We've covered these two episodes fantastically. We'll get into the next two episodes next time we meet up. Uh, very oh, excited. There are. Should we just like watch as much as we want? Yeah, yeah. If we want to, <laughs> it's just a suggestion. Yeah. What I might do, what I might do is I might, like, yeah. Like I know you want, con- like I know you want to pr- like put out episodes, obviously as much as you can, Tim. But like we're gonna get into, it's like eleven episodes each season, right? Somewhere yeah. around there. So like, that's why before you were like, yeah, let's do one, two, at least two episodes, and then. But remember, we still have to finish Mando, do Boba Fett, and then do the trilogies, the next, the newest trilogy. Yeah, plus Solo. Rogue One. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're good we got a minute. We're right? good. We can definitely jump <laughs> yeah. into this. I'd like to get to so how as about... early as possible. Yes, so much. Yeah, I haven't seen. I haven't. Yeah, I know. I haven't. When's that coming out? End of May. When does Kenobi? Launch? I'm so excited. What is it? Um, May twenty seventh. It's so. May 27th. Okay, sweet. We got like a month and a bit. Month and a week. Um, it's uh, it's going to be um, a show, a TV show, much like coming out like Mandalorian, like in series. And it's Favreau who's doing it, right, Tim? Hmm. I don't know. I think I it is. I assume he's at least going to have his name is. on the title. What's that? Oh, what she do? I... <laughs> My cat just fell off the dryer. <laughs> <laughs> Serves you right. <laughs> All right. Stupid uh, cat, what are you doing on the dryer? <laughs> so one of the things that from this uh, one we, we see is like he tries, uh, one of the Mandalorians tries to remove his helmet as they're like bickering back and forth. Um, so I was just going to give you the rules uh, that the Mandalorians have to live by. Uh, yeah. It's called the Resonair. I think is like the Mandalorian word for it, but it's basically the code of honor. Um, one, wearing armor. You have to wear your Mandalorian armor. Uh, two, you have to speak the language. Uh, three, you have to defend yourself and your family. Four, raise your children as Mandalorians. Five, contribute to the clan's welfare. That's like when he's bringing shit back for the, the other foundlings and stuff. And when called upon by the Mandalore, rallying to his cause. Who's the Mandalore? Will we find out? Yeah, when he gets all, when he gets that that extra that little bit of extra Beskar, and the the armorer was like, um, "Yes, this will be great for the families." And he's like, "As it should be. This is the way." Right? and way. just like they're the way they say their Cree like that this is the way have you ever removed your helmet no has it ever been removed by someone else no this is the way um i just want for one second to want to talk about the armorer and how fucking badass she is 
and so, probably has one of the coolest Mandalorian helmets ever. Yeah. The gold and just got all those spikes on it. Oh, well, I haven't the seen arm- that yet. The armorer? Yes, you have. The armorer was in the fir- very first episode when he Is gets it? his first thing of Beska. So yeah, she's... To... When, he, when he has his flashback moments... Remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, he brings yeah. Beskar to another Mandalorian, which is a woman, yes. and she is an armorer, and she melts down the Beskar, and she yeah, makes yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Who plays her? Uh, I feel like I don't know who does. Yeah, I don't know who does her voice. I think it's someone familiar. She's a British actress. Oh, I might. <laughs> Very British. Not, not, not like that. <laughs> a little more sophisticated than that, I think. Ed. Oh, it's my easy warmer. Has your helmet ever been aching off your head? Emily Emily Swallow is her name. <laughs> Swallow was her okay. last name? Yeah. Swallow. Emily Swallow. <laughs> She looks more like a spitster. <laughs> no, maybe she's not. No, she's not. She grew up in Sterling, uh, in uh, Virginia. I grew up in Sterling too. <laughs> Virginia? <laughs> not Virginia. Um, I'm good to do the rest of the season. You're gonna well, like I don't know. I'll I don't make, know about I'll you make, guys, but like I'll make when notes. I, yeah, I I won't I won't even like. I just put it on. You just let it play. Here's an interesting fact looking into this. Emily Swallow in costume as the armor. When Swallow auditioned to play the character, she only knew that the character was a leader who was strong and zen but with authority. She drew inspiration from Deborah Chow, one of the series directors, as she was the first woman to direct a live-action Star Wars story. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I like that. That's wicked. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we and like even in that one scene where everybody's gathered, you get to see so many different kinds of cool Mandalorian armor. Like I have uh, the heavy; he is one of my favorites. He's built like a fucking tank. Well, yeah, like who's that guy that grabs his helmet and tries to like like pull on his helmet? Paz is, Vizla. What's it, he has he, yeah, he has an yeah, and she says his name like later on in the the season. But yeah, his armor, like he's like built. Yeah. And the guy that voices him and the last name Vizla is a uh, nod to Dave Fellini, one of the characters he created for the Clone Wars. Oh, for the Clone Wars? Nice. I'm just going to keep building that up until I get you guys to watch the Clone Wars with me again. Star Wars, the Clone Wars. You're excited. Good. I'm down. Love that series. But we got a lot to get to from then and there until there. But this has been uh, Bearded and Board Podcast. We're the. the Star Wars guys. Um, yeah. Check us out. Uh, sign, give us a five-star rating. We'll give you a review. Or Wait. You give us a five-star and a review, and we'll read it out on here. I might you need a coffee. You know what? We will review you. We will review you. Your review. Write it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And depending on what you heard in this episode and what I chose to edit out. You might have some good things to say, but we'll only read it out if it's a five star. Um, (laughs) Yes. Uh, Attic, if the people wanted to reach out to you, they wanted to see what you're cooking, what you're smoking, what you're doing, where would they find you? You people want to reach out to me. What do you mean, you people? 
<laughs> you can check me out at guy and dot his grill on Instagram. If the weather ever fucking stops raining or stops snowing, it's the middle of fucking April. Still dealing with this shit. <laughs> check me out at guy and dot his grill. Get the smoker runner roosters. Nice. Uh, and Sean, do you, I can't remember. Do you give out your stuff if people were looking to talk to you or just reach out to us and we'll pass it along to you? Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, my, 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 sh- my shit's private. I'm not very active on social media either. Yeah. Um, but like definitely if like anybody has questions, do the Gmail, the yes. beard and board podcast at gmail.com, right? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I've been trying send to get a, more send, active send us on. jokes to tell. Oh, please. Yes. Up our Star Wars joke. Yes, game. actually. Yeah. yeah. Or um, even if you have your awesome. own Star Wars stories. Yes. What, yeah. What Come are your on favorite the show. Star Wars memories. Yeah, Jump on the show. Awesome. Put us in touch with Dave Fellini. I'm a huge fanboy. I want to be his friend. Oh, my God. How amazing. That'd be, <laughs> That'd be something you'd have to prepare for. Could you imagine I'd if we got to, to record like... an episode at Skywalker Ranch? Uh, that dream. That'd, <laughs> That'd be a dream. <laughs> Goodbye forever. Keep it crunchy. Later.